coming to you from the uh, Fantasy and Muskie product studio. This is another uh, episode of the podcast. Uh, I'm Andy. We have Vance across the table in front of the uh, Muskie head we named Ranger. And uh, we got Todd Young here in person. We got uh, Kevin Goldberg and Gabe Rossplock. Yes. I got it. Uh, <clears throat> I guess this is uh, installment number two of their extended stay here in the studio. So uh, I'd like to thank Fatty Z Muskie products, fattyzmuskie.com on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you know the routine. The uh, St. Croix Rods, best on earth. If you're out there looking for rods, at least check them out. Give them a fair shake. You can find them in many retail locations online. They have all the social media pages. Check them out. And Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, Todd Young at mcfishingguides.com. We're on Facebook. Going to be uploading a brand new updated uh, website here pretty soon with lots of new pictures. So give us a call. We're going to be fishing Western PA a little bit in April, May, and then... Uh, Start Memorial Day, we'll be hitting Chautauqua hard all season through November, so. Perfect. Give us a call. Also, there's another bait maker we'd like to talk about. Vance, do you know what that is? Basha. You're right. Where can you find them? Oh, you can find them at Mark's Bait, Tackle, and Ammo online and in Ravenna, Ravenna <laughs> Ohio. That's nice. <laughs> we, we, Gabe and Kevin are both from Ohio, and they, they had to correct me, not only, you know, so that just threw salt in the wound from from what I was hearing from Paul about how I was misenunciating Ravenna, so. We have to get, we have to get like that on the wall, so, and spell it out so how it sounds. Right. Like, like, like the dictionary thing, the word, yeah, and yeah. then how you should sound it out. Yeah, because I have always said Ravenna. Okay. I well, see it. Sorry, Pastor. It, it, it could, it could just be the PA Ohio line. Yeah. yeah. You know, you go down to, uh, you know, go down to Pittsburgh and they're levers, and you come up to Erie and they're levers. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Gum band, rubber band. I don't know if anybody from Ohio knows what Zillianople is either, so. <laughs> I'm getting a phone Put call. Put them on speaker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dad, you want to do a podcast? <laughs> pick them up. Pick up. <laughs> I'm not going to pick up. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him though we're recording. You just you, you just canceled a call from Dale Wiley. He's been dodging me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> He's probably painting. He's probably painting. Yeah. It's showtime. It is showtime. I yeah. just showtime. that's funny. It's um, funny how you got we talked earlier about uh just real quick about you guys hanging out at Mike Money's. That's the way Dale's place was for oh my gosh. I mean it was like I'd be done with work. When I was single and stuff, done with work, lived down there around Elwood, eat some dinner, go to Dale's three, mm -hmm. four nights a week. Mm -hmm. Every night we just went and hung out and sanded a little bit or mm -hmm. BS. Did it for years and years and years. It's the best. Lots of us, yeah. It's fun. And it's that something is. that you'll never forget. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it really is fun. Yeah, so check out Bosch Yad. You know, if, if, if you're... Uh, wife or girlfriend, you know, wants something for uh, Valentine's Day, get her a Bosch head. It's something she'll love. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it's something you can share for years. That's right. It's a I gift, mean, it's a gift that keeps on giving. It, yeah, it is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if she don't like it, I mean, you can keep it. It's a thought that counts. That's right. It's a thought that counts. I like it. So, check it out, boshhead.net. 
He's on Instagram, which he posts about a photo a day. Mm -hmm. Real nice photo. He must have like a little... I just got another text from Dale. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, check them out. They're a huge supporter, and uh, we thank them. We will have some Bosch ads at the shows. Mm -hmm. Depending on how Ohio treats us, we might not have any at the Musty Max. True. We'll see. But, um, all right. So, Vance, you want to do your power ranking segment? Yeah, let's do the power rankings. Uh, something we're doing new. This yeah. will be the third installment uh, of the power rankings. Uh, we will post it up on Facebook. Uh, listeners out there, send in your submissions, and we'll include you in these rankings. So we will get this started. Coming in at 5 uh, for this podcast, I'm going to go with the smell of cedar when you open up your lore box. Uh, now, what happens if your baits aren't made of cedar? Well, that's the thing. you got to have cedar cedar lures. Oh, okay. Bosch, I get Bosch Shad, I believe, <laughs> they are. Are, is cedar. Yep. They are. I get that feeling every time I open up that box. That's right. Wiley's. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I love that smell. It, it, it smells like a hope chest, you know, like an old school chest. You, it does. You know, the, just that smell or the, or the brand new lure that, you know, you, you just get them. They smell so good when you first just get them. It, 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 it's nuts. And it's a shame what you're going to do to that thing. It is, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I will admit, I have been caught taking a new bait, and I'm like, smell it, and my wife's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you just don't understand, okay? <laughs> He's smelling his baits. <laughs> you, get some, you get some teeth marks in them and stuff. That, that Sometimes I bite mine to add teeth marks. <laughs> Those are the, so, that's funny, the associations that you make with smell. Like just walking into the musky show, they all smell the same. They do. They smell like that rubber. You that know that? rubber, yeah. They do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was just at a, at a buddy's house up in Michigan. He's a guide on St. Clair. He has a bait room. And he's got 500 pounder and large yeah. size medusas in this. You open that door, it smells like a musky shell. It does. Yeah. I mean, it is, yeah. it literally, it and, and it feels like it too because it looks yeah. like a musky innovations and chaos rack yeah. because there's 10 of each color and there's colors you've never seen before. Yeah. But the, that smell association is funny yeah. that you it guys is. are bringing up because it it's really there with musky mm -hmm. fishing. Yeah, when I, it's relational memory. When I open up those boxes, I'm just like, it's go time. I'm okay. fishing. That's right. Yeah. So five is cedar. Number four uh, in the power ranking for the, the week. Uh, Todd, take it away. Yeah, that uh, trolling, casting doesn't matter. You get that hit jerk bait and you get that rod go off. You turn around. That fish is out of the water, tail out of the water, flying through the air. It lands and it's still on. That That's, split second where you're not sure. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's always like, do they jump? Do they jump? And I love it when they jump, you know? Yeah. I've had some of the, some of my biggest fish I've ever caught have been cleared to water by four feet. So you're standing there looking them in the eye. Yeah. Jump 50 inch fish, four foot out of the air, and they splash. But the whole time you're just like, don't go on. It's gone. It's I gone. know it's gone. I saw that jerk bait going whack, whack. And oftentimes it is, but uh, that feeling when they land, you know, with the clients and stuff, when it happens, I say, we're going to have a good chance of getting this one. <laughs> yeah, if it lands from the jump, you can take one hand off point to the sky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> little thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He's hooked good. Yes. I've had a, I had a fish do that. I was trolling it to a little Goldie Baker, uh, and I was down south, and I was by, by some marker buoys. The rod starts zinging off. I cleared some other rods. I was kind of in a panic. And uh, 
it cleared the water, it jumped, it smacked right into one of those buoys. Mm. I was like, I was like, oh, it's jumping, it's gonna get off. Oh my god, it just hit a buoy. It was like, thud. I was like, that thing is definitely off. And I, I started reeling. There was still pressure on. I got, I had to put two fingers up yeah. in the sky and say, thank you. The musket jumps are great. I'm sure, Kevin, you're out there all the time. Have you ever? I'm sure this has happened. I've been trolling. You're looking at another boat trolling. Everyone's just sitting there, and you see the fish fly out of the water behind their boat and no one's moved yet yes. and at that time you see everyone start then you know then, <laughs> then it goes off you're like i saw that yeah we saw it at uh we saw it at that pmtt yes we did cave run a guy was casting he's standing there casting we're trolling by and the fish must have came at it he's he's reeling and i see the fish like yeah cops start coming out of the water splashes he sets the hook and we're like we saw that. We knew you had one before, before you did. did. Wow. You know, yeah. yeah. Just happened to be timed it, and uh, yeah, that, that can happen sometimes. It's almost like you've had it even in your own boat. You'll be sitting there, like, you don't hear anything. Next thing you know, you see, like, a jump, and then your drag starts going. Oh, it's yeah. Like, wow, because it shot forward. <laughs> it shot yeah. forward, yeah. yeah. It really, it's really cool when you see that from someone else's yeah. boat. Yeah. And watch, watch the Chinese oh, fire drill the start. The fire drill yeah. start. Yeah. Everybody starts running around. Yeah. I always Great. say there's a love-hate relationship with the jump thing because oh, yeah. I absolutely love when I do it when they do it, but I hate the odds of them coming yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. High. It's high. And there's been times when they've done the jump and I've seen the fish go one way and the lure go the other. Yep. Oh yeah. Like, oh, that hurts. Dang it. I so, got jumping Jimmy. You guys, Jimmy. I'm sure you guys have seen that YouTube video I put up probably four or five years ago. Probably more than that. Probably. Yeah. Now. I, I had this fish. His name was Jumpin' Jimmy because he was just a big fish that jumped. Mm -hmm. I, I had him. It was the summer before I found where he was living. Mm -hmm. Really small spot on a creek, and he would. We'd bed no bigger than this building, and he'd be over here, over here, this and that. I don't very. I'd see him a lot. Anyways, every time he tried to hit the bait, he jumped out of the. Just jumped straight up, and the water was only a couple, two, three feet deep. Well, anyways. We go back the next year to try to get him, and we couldn't find him, couldn't find him. We were trolling back up just to, to go fish another area. And I had my GoPro. This was early GoPro, and it was just on a trolling tree on my old 14-footer. And I don't know why, but it was pointing off mm -hmm. the uh, starboard side, looking at the planer board. And you just watch the planer. It dips a little back, and then a few seconds later, just bloop, just gone. And... We're sitting there talking. I can hear the conversation of me and Tim. Oh, yeah, this and that. You want some chips? This and, and, and we, we had, I had mono on these lines. And it wasn't like, and I had cheap Cabela's reels. They just, they did not have loud clickers mixed with the mono. Yeah. You can hear through the aluminum and stuff, this trolling tree I had here. And then you can just, you, you see this fish come across land, jump again, and the planer board come flying off. And the problem was, was instead of using two releases, I actually took a big snap, snapped it onto the line. So if the planer board broke, it's such a pain to turn around in a creek oh, yeah. mm -hmm. to go ahead to go back for a planer board when you're running six rods. Yeah. So, no, we were on a four because it was the only lot four. So I didn't want that to come off. So if we had a fish, it would just go down. We'd fight it gently. Mm -hmm. Well, after the second jump, this planer board went flying. I'm like, the line's broke. <laughs> Nope. He's like, it's still on. I'm like, how did my snap come off? Yeah. Then, it, you know, it was a 47. We we got it in, and that was late yeah. August. On the, on the small stream yeah. that you know where he's fishing. And yeah. the fish, it hits on the 
the left side, or hits he on the hit right the driver's side. side and and it, the fish does a cart bend. It almost, it looks like the fish gets tangled in the in trees on the other side, like the brush hanging over. So it goes all the way across the creek, and you can see the, the blue <laughs> and it's like, gets tangled. Yeah. I kind of so, remember seeing that video with another guy. A guy was like in the front of your boat or something, right? Or am I right? It, it, was, it, was, uh, it, was, my, it was my buddy Tim, but yeah, you, you're probably. I remember seeing it. Like, I remember seeing the video. And uh, I remember seeing that actually. I see the jumps and stuff, and it was a nice one. What did you say, forty-seven? Yeah, it was forty-seven. There's not too many people troll that creek. No, no. no. <laughs> with boards. <laughs> with boards, yeah. Boards. I was like, you had boards? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We catch them. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. often, but we catch them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice fish. So four is when the fish jumps, stays on that tail walk, and that that plug stays in its mouth. Coming in at. Three, okay. Oh, I really love when you're when you're retrieving a bait in, and your rod loads up, and the rod just the tip just starts wanting to go the the opposite way of where you're going. You just feel that thing load up. You'll set into it, and you'll see that big gold flash mm. or a small gold flash. But yeah. seeing that gold flash after that rod loads up, and you give it a good a good heavy swing. Oh yeah. It's just that first weight of that fish is just it's awesome. It's fun when you're jerk baiting because that initial one, it can be 28. Sometimes you get the feeling, but it's it's the same feeling pretty yeah. much yep, every is. time. Boom! Just, Sometimes it just keeps coming. And it doesn't get old. No, no, it, no it never, never gets old. No. <laughs> no. It, just, it never gets old. That solid whack. I just killed that, what I thought was a bird. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like that, that hit meant business. Yeah. They were not around. You know, yeah. That's the best. It is. So I love jerk baiting so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a ton of bricks. It is. I love it. The surprise factor is fun. Oh, yeah. The surprise factor. On Even once in a while, green flash when you're jerking. Greenberg, don't mind. I'll take them. <laughs> Greenberg. <laughs> Even every, every, every once in a while when things are tough going, you're, cre you're creaking a little bit, you see a green flash, you're like, oh, oh yeah. I'm gonna, a little drag least, ripping greeny, it's yeah. all right. In our area, I'd say it's harder to catch a, a pike over 40 inches than an upper 40 muskie. For sure. And, to, you know, I, I don't mind the pike. Yeah. I don't always specifically target them. Sometimes I'm like, I haven't fished in a while. i got to catch something. To yeah. Catch. But, you know, big, big pike that... They're rare. They're very rare in this area. Like you sit in a room of muskie guys in a meeting or something, a club meeting, and ask them how many guys in this room have got a muskie over 48 inches. A lot of hands are going to go up. Mm -hmm. uh, you sit in that same room and ask how many guys have got a northern in here around home over 40 inches. It's going to go down. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 I've, I've gotten three over 40. Yeah, that's, Around here. Yeah. They're all around here. That's, yeah. They're rare. Those are nice fish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one was supposed to be 42, and that was six miles from here. Mm-hmm. Wow. Then I got a 40 out of Connie Lake and LaBeouf. Mm -hmm. Yeah, LaBeouf both, had some big ones. Yeah, but they were both skinny. They were summer fish. My biggest one around home was Lake Arthur. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I got one trolling an MX-9 five miles an hour, and that real one, I thought for sure I had a muskie. You know, yeah. It was a 42 and a half pike. Wow. Yeah. That's a dandy. Unbelievable. Those are big in, can in Canada, like yeah. up in the bay yeah. and stuff. They like are. I mean, those are big northerns. They are. Those are giant northerns. Yeah. All right, when that rod stops on the retrieve, that's number three. Uh, coming in at two on the power rankings for the week, Andy. Andy made two. I made two. I, I bumped up a couple. <laughs> <clears throat> Mine is when I, I was always an adrenaline junkie. I've had a lot of dirt bikes, a lot of street bikes. Mm -hmm. I've gone very fast. Mm -hmm. And... 
I like I like getting you're no wake and you start easing the motor up to where you're like now's the chance that I can just drop it without it spitting or coughing or anything but the boat's already starting to come up a little bit and that initial up out of the hole set you back in the seat and you're going uh, that, that I just I love that just that's you know the seat of your pants feel of it mm -hmm. Dropping the hammer. Dropping the hammer. It doesn't have to have a two-stroke sound. It can be of anything. But it's, you know, not only the straightforward acceleration, but the fact that you're coming up out of the hole. Mm -hmm. And I like to screw around with it some more. I've, I've, I don't want to say I studied this, but I have uh, seen, like, those people in the flats down in those shallow, like, the bay boats, how they can get up, you know, because they, they're dealing with two foot of water. They got 300s on the back. They might not have a 100-yard runway to get up on plane. Mm -hmm. They'll, like crank the wheel one way and they'll like give it some throttle they'll drop and they'll actually turn and then straighten it and it'll pick them up over their wake to get up on plane like instantly mm -hmm. and to me i started playing around with that this year just on the creek you, you did not on the creek i mean I, I, I haven't been on the creek no but on the creek i, I have done 45 miles an hour up yeah. there wow yeah i've been on that that's aggressive yeah i've been in that that's boat insane. doing that it's it's Passing the logs and yeah, yeah. I mean, I personally would not. I get no adrenaline rush. I'm just like, I don't want to blow my motor up. I'm gonna ease into everything and back it down slowly. That's what I am. Yeah, I've tripled the speed limit on the highway before. Tripled the speed limit. Plus, we gotta conserve fuel, like up there. Like I always get on the plane and cut it. That's good. Yeah. Well, see, my fuel is from 2014 in my boat, so I need to burn it off. We are. I've been on there when the people were driving. On that road right beside, and Andy is going just a little faster than the car. <laughs> right you know oh, yeah. <laughs> you're lucky you're not causing accidents over there. People are looking like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> and but, I'm drifting on one side no to move the People got to be saying, that's what I said. Are you allowed to do this? <laughs> well, he's like, well, there's no wake limit. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, you never see boats out there. You just don't. Not, it, not blowing around. I don't. No. <laughs> it, it, it did get popular for a couple years. You know, I, I was the only one for years, and then all of a sudden, everyone seemed to want to go on it. Yeah. I haven't noticed too many as of recent, but they all blew their lower ends. Yeah, they're they, they're 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 on those giant <laughs> underwater log jams. <laughs> but you know, I, I guess that to answer this question, I have. Talk to three different people in the fish commission to say, is what I'm doing legal? I didn't ask him. I didn't tell him what I was doing. But I said, what's the no wake? And, you know, one guy, you know, if by the book, it's 100 feet offshore. Well, where I'm going, it's not 200 feet wide. So technically, by that definition, the whole area is no wake. But when I emailed them, they said 50 feet. I'm like, well, first off, you don't know the book. Then I asked the next guy. He says, no, it's a river. The river is going to erode more than what a boat's going to do. Mm -hmm. And and they, they brought up examples, say, in the Allegheny with a jet boat. You might have to be four foot from the shore to, to even make it up this one. Right, right, yeah, yeah, that's true. To, to, to navigate. Yeah. And then, you know, then I had a, a, there was another guy that just, like, you know, no one's doing it. Who cares? Mm -hmm. So at that point, I got three different answers from three different sources of law enforcement. Well, so you're good to go. You guys should come up sometime and go on a trip with Andy up the river. That'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, Andy says it's yeah. adrenaline. I I was I was, I was feeling a lot of things outside of adrenaline <laughs> when we were doing. I was it. like, man, how far am I gonna fly? Well, I'm like, I'm like, should I? I'm like, should I send out like well, an maybe. emergency text? Like, get everybody in a group that's close to me and say, 
I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and like before we crash, I'll just hit send real quick. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Make sure he goes at least once. The first time through, because the, the, the log jams change. So the first time, the first time, you know where that's at. The first time's through. My gosh. You, you got to make sure he has it, has the logs wow. all figured out. Then, then he's good. Then to go. Do you ever bring a chainsaw with you? That's yes. another thing. Yes, there's, there's yeah. this other, you think you have these release tools, you know, like BOGO, pliers, hook sharp. But you've got to have bar and chain oil. He has something that you could fell a tree with him. I just, outside <laughs> of the long pliers and, and all that other I have a siphon hooked up to my fuel tank, so I don't even need to carry an extra thing of oil. I'm just pulling my pre-mix out of the pants. That's hilarious. But, yeah, I mean, I do. I, I carry a saw with me. I carry pruners and... <laughs> he, likes fish, he likes fishing in the shade. <laughs> he does so, so, like so part of your adrenaline rush from running is knowing what you're going to possibly run into and possibly cut down. Oh, so, yeah. There's a lot more going on than just running. So what are you running into? Yeah. I like that. I do know what you mean, though. So that's like when I run down the lake and you get the nice breeze and you're running. Like You're excited about the day, what's coming. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to almost get stopped again and start setting up. It is fun. Yeah. It is. So number two, dropping the hammer. Yeah, the feeling of acceleration. Yeah, it is nice. Andy helped me set up my boat to get it to where I wanted for speed. Jeez. Andy's showing a little... Uh, I'm showing some photos of what I drag my Ranger through. Yeah, it's it's intense. It's, yeah. It, and you know exactly... You, oh, I know where you're at, yeah. And that's and that's where I have trouble sometimes turning around. Yeah, I was going to ask. There's one, there's one of those. Is like that where that, that whole where using your rod to, to push off things comes oh, in handy? Yeah. I, could I don't something. like taking the 8-6 rod because you get into situations where it's like you got to like slingshot lures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be easier with a little. Yeah, I, I took the 8-6 and added like four inches to it to make it <laughs> <laughs> Four inches to use as a, as a to, to push off a thing. That's neat that you to. do that, though. It's cool. I mean, it's something different. I like it. It is exciting. Kind of it is. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's where I learn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I guess I would almost sooner, on a side, side topic of the acceleration thing, I would almost rather go and fish there knowing that I might have a one in three trips shot at a fish than drag it somewhere that I'm fishing not so comfortably or having pleasure boats zipping around me with an almost guaranteed one fish. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's something to be said about that. It's exciting when you're standing in a creek or, or in a boat in a creek, and next thing you know, what you're not expecting to see come yes. out of a little hole shoots out and grabs it. Yeah, that's when we went out on the creek and we were, and when I was fishing with Andy where the muskies were coming out of, I just couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I was just like, this is crazy. I can, I can broad jump and be on each side of the creek right now and yeah. there's a fish that um, shot out of a hole of a, a woodchuck hole underwater That's yeah. cool. and then it goes <laughs> under the boat and i'm like cast again get it gonna come out of the boat yeah. it's nuts it's sometimes like 38s and 40s in the creeks are like oh, yeah. 45s and pluses in the lake because it's a little more exciting oh, just, yeah. you know, this, the scenery the setup it's, it, yeah. it is yeah it's wild okay so two was acceleration coming out of the hole Number one on this week's podcast power rankings, Kevin. The knee shakers. The knee shakers. I love it. It's just something about, I don't know, that's one thing that I don't think, no matter how many times you do it or how much you're out there on the water, you know, it's one thing when they follow in and they're 36 inches or something and you get excited because there's a fish there. 
But there's that whole thing, no matter how much time you spent or how many fish you caught or size or whatever, when you're out there doing your thing, it's, most times I find it's when you least expect it. You're kind of just doing oh, your thing yeah. and talking. And next thing you know, one comes up that if you are talking, all of a sudden you get a slight case of the mumbles. And I feel like <laughs> right, I, I feel like right when I see them like eight to ten feet out, I feel like that's the last breath I took. Like I'm noting it, and I'm just kind of like you get that feeling, and it takes over a little bit that oh, feeling. Yeah. And especially if you get to that point of the first turn and you don't get to see your tail kick you goodbye, if you know she's like there, you do. You get the knee shake a little bit. Like especially some of them ones that like it feels like you could put your shoe on them sideways. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you see that wide back yeah. and they come in with a slightly more aggressive than just a look. For me, I still get shook up every time. It's just, I don't think that could ever get old. That feel, I feel like that's what, all those times you're out there for, you just hope for little glimpses of feelings like that. With mm -hmm. a big knee shaker that shakes you up. And I think that's why we do it a lot, for that adrenaline yeah. rush, it is. Yeah, adrenaline rush, the knee shakers. That happened to me up on the bay once. I was casting a swimmer. I had a giant come up. The biggest fish I would ever caught, probably. Mm -hmm. Heavy-wise. Mm -hmm. Giant wide back on it. It left. It came up. I was jigging on like one of these big rock shoals that went. There was weeds. When you say bay, Georgia bay. Yeah. Okay. It was a rock shoal that went straight down into the water, and we were fishing these weeds that were growing off that you could see twenty foot down, easy. Mm -hmm. uh, and then this thing just was like levitating, coming up and looking. And I was like pop jigging. I was early in my fishing career. I probably could have done some more different boat side things, but I was popping it. And it was kind of open its mouth. I put it right on its nose. It gave me a little shake and went and went under the boat and, and off into the deep. And I was just like, I can't fish for like five minutes right now. <laughs> yeah, you need like a cool down period. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, oh, that that was it. You know, that that was probably, and that was going to be my chance. Yeah. And that's the place it can happen. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, I cannot believe that that just happened. I was shook. It I mean, just everything was shaking. It was nuts. Hands, <laughs> knees. You'd be sore. You it's, know. it's almost like if you get them, you really did get that peak, and then like you, it's over. You peaked, and it's yeah. like it's amazing. And if you don't get them, you're shook up still, and it takes a minute for the breaths to come back to normal. <laughs> it's the cool down period, yeah. you know. It is a lot of regret that yeah. they if you don't get them. A lot of talking about what you should have done. Yeah, and and, and yeah. I I tell myself like when that stuff happens to me, I'm like, the boat partner doesn't want to hear me talk about this thing. Well, I gotta tell you what I should have done. Yeah. <laughs> I usually call myself names, not good yeah. ones either. You know. That's yeah. Just yeah. The way it is. Oh yeah. I do. You start reliving it, just like I did. I was like, I probably could have done something different there. Yeah. Dang it. You know. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah. Crazy feeling. That's what we do it for. Still mm -hmm. happens. Yeah, mm -hmm. still happens. The knee shaker. So that's the uh, power rankings for this. Week, send in your submissions via Facebook message, and we will include you on the podcast power rankings. And more likely than not, you're going to beat out Andy's for the week. So, probably <laughs> coming in at five, power smell up. of cedars, four, uh, that jump tail walk, and that fish still stays on. Number three, uh, when that fish hits on the retrieve, just solid weight. Uh, two. Coming out of the hole, that whole shot, that adrenaline rush you get from there, and number one, the knee shaker fish. I'm gonna change mine so I can be number one. <laughs> when you open your tackle box and you find the ten grand you misplaced. There you go. <laughs> there it is. That's 
yeah. yeah. You have ten grand of, of, of yeah. That's that's what it is. Like oh, that's that. where that ten grand went, and all these baits. Oh. I love it. All right. All right. Perfect. We want to talk Ohio fishing. Yeah. Ohio musky fishing with these guys. We have a couple guys from Ohio here that uh, I don't think we've really. Fish Ohio. I have never fished Ohio. You need to convince me to go. Okay, we can do that. Nor have I. We can do, no. I'm going to be a tough sell. Are you sure I am not? I ain't going. Nope. I haven't been there since I had a bass tracker, and I got rid of that in 94, so it's been a while for me, too. But I know I know, the guys are doing really good over there. Ohio's doing some different things. They are. Uh, the bait fish, uh, you know, we just talked about that. They're... They're feeding these fish, they're keeping them, they're, they're picking, you know, it seems like a small amount of lakes mm -hmm. and uh, really hitting it hard. And the numbers of the fish that the guys are catching in Ohio is, uh, it's impressive. It is. I mean, one thing you could look at, this just kind of sums it up a bit, for the guys that are still doing the full, like turning and stuff and the muskie thing, take a look at the top catches and chapters and even look at some of the guys, like the Ohio guys, you'll see them on those lists. Mm -hmm. Well, even if they go on trips and stuff, but even look at that chapter. When you look at some of those guys fishing those Ohio lakes, they're turning in a yeah. lot of fish. I mean, they're, they're in the top, the top chapters of MI. Yeah. They're right in there. And uh, it's impressive to me. I never thought that when I first got into it. I'm like, ah, oh, the Minnesota thing, Wisconsin, you know, we just got our lakes, whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, whatever they've done management-wise, it's like they pick their, you know, let's say there's seven lakes. I think we have 10 or 12 program lakes. I mm -hmm. want to say 10. They just dropped one, and they're going to redo a different lake with a Kentucky strain muskie yeah. within the next couple of years. I think they're still selecting the the lake but they're going to have that be a brood stock lake okay and it's going to just have that licking river strain of kentucky muskie in yeah. it and i don't know exactly what their plans are for that like they're... the big clear silvery muskie that that kentucky muskie like what you see at cave Rock, right? yes yeah. that yeah. that licking river strain okay. yeah and one thing i'll say that i've seen like where i am fortunate for where i live like i live right i lived right on especially i used to live even closer but right on the pennsylvania border uh, i spent a lot of time in both states and uh, one thing that I found the same for those Ohio lakes was one thing's the same in all of them. I mean, they're all reservoirs that are, have shad, that yeah. have threadfin shad and gizzard shad as the main forage. You know, and you'll see early season, they'll have like a minnow population. You'll see all kinds of like minnow species on the, on the banks early season, like pre-spawn when you're casting and stuff. But uh, that's the same thing in all of them, where like some of the PA lakes, the main forage might be bluegill, perch, suckers, mm -hmm. maybe pike. There is no lake in Ohio that's like that. So whatever it is, that recipe for those three main forage fish and then the stocked reservoir, they all manage them like basically essentially the same. Um, the management they're doing, whatever they're doing, it's work. Uh, it, it's working. And everyone that's actually releasing fish and everything, it's been better and better, obviously. Because uh, it just seems like their lakes in Ohio keep getting better. Um, it seems like when we used to fish West Ranch, you'd get a fish or, or two, you were really excited. And it seems like nowadays, some of the numbers it's kicking out, it's getting more like Chautauqua type stuff. I'm not used to that. There was times this year when I was at Chautauqua, I was like, I could have done that at West Branch. You know, I wasn't used to that for a while, but you could just tell it's really gotten better and better. One thing I know they do management-wise is they actually do the, when they do the milking for the eggs, 
instead of taking them back or taking them to that, you know, say the this hatchery or that hatchery, they do it right on the water. Mm-hmm. They pull them in with the nets, they do the milking, and they put them right back in the lake. Now, I don't know, like even Howard Wagner has told me that he thinks that might be one change that they do something that the survival rate's even better. Or something yeah. what they go through being dragged in a truck to some... Maybe that's they don't. I don't know if that's it. There's no mm-hmm. facts to base that on, but whatever they're doing, bottom line, it, it's working because yeah. their lakes right now. You could go to Salt Fork, Piedmont, Leesville, Clear Fork, Alum Creek, West Branch, Milton. They're all good. Every one of them, you got a good chance. It's not like you got to go to one because it's a hot bite. They have their times. Like they change yeah. a little bit. One might peak a little earlier than the other. Yeah. But the bottom line is, you could hook your boat up and go to any one of those lakes, and right now you got a real good shot. I mean, and the fish, the average size, I'd say it's a little better now. It's probably more. Some of the lakes, it's more in the high 30s and up, where it used to be like maybe low to mid 30s. Seems like the quality of fish is a little better. Their girths, everything. They're nice, healthy fish. That's my take on it. Oh, that's the start, right? I mean, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I like that early season stuff you guys are doing. It, that you know, I hear guys are getting started early. I mean, it used to be until recently you couldn't fish in Pennsylvania. That's when I used to go to Ohio, but now Pennsylvania has a year-round season. But and I've tried the, the early season stuff in some of our PA lakes, and uh, maybe it's because of the shad thing. I don't know, but I haven't been able to find anything that puts out the numbers that those Ohio lakes are doing in that early season, like right after ice out. I mean, those fish are re- ready to go. They are. I have a they lot of friends that absolutely. just specifically are going to Ohio. We know a lot of people. That's where they're doing their early season fishing. Yep. Uh, you know, and like I said, maybe it has something to do with those shad. And I definitely think it's that way in the fall, you know, when you get to those shad lakes, you can get to those areas where those shad get packed in, the muskies get packed in. At Chautauqua, the fall's good, but... I've had better fishing some places in Pennsylvania that had those shad and stuff mm-hmm. because when you can find it, it just seems like concentrates. Yeah, it concentrates the fish. If that's not happening at Chautauqua, you know, it's the same. That's right. You can still catch them, but I've never find those crazy as often as you, as I hear what guys are going to Ohio and some of our lakes in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And another thing too, I think about when you talk about early spring. As soon as the ice comes off, you know. Obviously, generally, you want to head more south, right? You find mm-hmm. a little warmer water, and because of that whole the spring and the you know the ice melt and all that, typically with a lot of our banks and the Ohio lakes, typically as a general, most of the lakes are a little bit a touch off color or slightly muddy, and that's another plus. You get in those shallow bays or something with first like newly emergent weed growth that's just starting. It's a little bit off-colored water, so it's it's holding the temp more. So mm-hmm. that it, you see the sun comes in a certain side, you know you can go to that bank, and there may be a little bit of rock rubble on the bank there, and you know you got a little like it's soft bottom. You see some newly emergent weed coming up, and you know you know they're gonna be in there. And you go to there and check the temp. Even on, I don't care if it's surface temp, you'll see it's three degrees warmer than as soon as you plot into the bay. So it's like, you know that by the end of the day, what you saw that morning in that bay, you know you can go back there that evening if it's a decent day, you know it's gonna be good. Yeah. So it's like, it's. I think that the whole recipe of the, the off-colored water, the shad, the concentration, um, and the fact that their lakes are warmer earlier, you generally wanna like head south and you can pick a few, whether it's Piedmont or Salt Fork, um, or then you can go the other way, like Alum and stuff, but seems like the Piedmont salt fork thing, like right out of ice out. Right at ice out, absolutely. It's, it's absolutely like it's an amazing bite, and it's uh, it's neat to see, and they definitely concentrate in areas. Yeah. They do. And Leesville, just a little bit after that, I know about there's a lot of uh, right ice out bites at, uh, at Alum. I mean, mm-hmm. 
there is a, a whole end of that lake that is just a it's a no wake but it's a it's a short lining paradise mm -hmm. yeah. i mean it's a it's a it's a big place it has a it has some drawbacks to it with the way that it's it's laid out i think if they get really bad rains there it has a dam that's conducive to flushing the muskies out mm -hmm. they've had yeah. issues with that because we've done escapement studies now with radio telemetry and uh that's it's not necessarily the 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 ideal situation for muskies to yeah. be uh, they're now the, a lot of reservoirs, the yeah. creek fishermen now yeah. that are fishing south <laughs> you know away from there i think are knocking them dead yeah but yeah. Uh, i don't know about i don't know how the access is for that but but like he's saying there there is a little bit of a seasonal progression piedmont and salt fork right at ice out yeah. are good and then that Leesville. shortly followed up by leesville and then it'll work its way up to west, west branch, branch. Oh, yeah. but at, i mean I, I don't i don't really want to give everything yeah. oh, yeah. away yeah. it could be, i fished water below 40 degrees at west branch in the spring i mean the ice was under two days before and i've caught yeah. them off the off the shore you know your yeah. rod tips are almost on the shore on the bank, yeah. Yeah. and you're getting these jacks now you're not seeing the bigger females yeah. yet but those jacks are up on shore in anticipation of the spawning i mean they're yeah. they're stacked in there there was one year where it was all sublegals yeah you could go out there and catch 15 fish mm -hmm. but they're all 20 inches yeah in fact that's that's something else you made me think about when you said that um I know, like, there was a little while there, I was working kind of like hand-in-hand -hand with the Fish Commission in my own way, instead of being out there and wondering what was in the lakes and stuff like that. When me and Larry Hines were talking a lot, there was a point where he called me every day, or any day I was out fishing, and if, I, if it was a weekend, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I would go out, and if the weather was decent on Friday, decent, I'll say if it's 50s to 60, no rain, kind of stable, light winds, 10 mile an hour kind of stuff, if we got males, little males, if, if I would get little males back trolling on any kind of shallow flat, big shallow bay that had like, you know, if it was heating up and stuff in a shallow flat with a little bit of weeds that were coming, um, trolling around and we got some small males, I would, Larry would call me that night and I would say, he's like, how was it? I was like, oh, nothing big today. You know, got some subs and a couple little males. He's like, yeah, funny. Same thing in the nets. He's like, in fact, we didn't have even one big female. And then I'm like, huh, interesting. You know, so yeah. it, it makes you, as the angler say, it wasn't the baits I was running. It wasn't, it wasn't any of that. They weren't there. They, were, they yeah. weren't, literally weren't there because what, what the nets are doing has nothing to do with what you're using, yeah. right? Yeah. So then what was interesting even more so was then come Saturday, he would say, I would go out there and let's say it would warm up. If it warmed up a little more and stayed stable again, by that point, instead of maybe just getting a big female out on the point or that goes into the creek channel or out from the bay at the mouth of the bay, instead of getting just a female there or two and then still small males, all of a sudden they get one, two, three females in this net back in the bay. A couple more in this one. Mixed males within. Yeah. The point may have one or two also, but it wasn't the same. And then it's like if the third day come Sunday was one more or peaked a little more, it was like, watch out. That's time yeah. you want to be out there. Wow. And like, it would show up like now. And it was like magic. They were like waiting and staging and they would move like right now. And when they did, I would have like a bang up day. And I'd call Larry. He's like, I bet you did good today. I bet, <laughs> I bet I did. He's like, the That's nets crazy. were ridiculous. He's like females. But the exact same situation, wake up Saturday after having small males in the net Friday, Saturday, a cold front comes in. You might find a few small males in the points. Yeah. maybe a sub or two back in those bays but they would be void they would like disappear and like if the next day was worse good luck you might not get any or maybe like a couple of subs like it was yeah. that 
spot on with that weather, especially pre-spawn. Yeah, early season, yeah. Yeah, and like what he said at the West Branch thing, like trolling around, like tight to the bank. I can remember being there from things I've learned at other places. And I can remember being there and trolling around and we're trolling shallow or short line and leader butted, five feet of line kind of stuff. Just literally, like he said, like Gabe said, scraping the banks. And we're getting subs and small ones and things. And I'm like, then right away it hits me. I'm like, you know what? Maybe get out to like that seven to 11 foot of water stuff. Send yeah, that drop about 20, off the edge. Send about 20 to 30 feet of line out. I can still put a little side planer in there with a small bait and tight just to keep them honest. Mm. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. So I troll that break. And next thing you know, it wasn't happening. Then I'd start marking occasional little glimpses of hope. You know, I'd see a hook mm -hmm. seven down. I'm like, hey now. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, when the reel would finally go, even if they still wanted a small little, you know, tiny shad bait or something, like more of a thread fin imitator, the reel would go. Sure enough, it'd be like a nice big pre-spawn 40-something. A, yeah. a female. Yeah. yeah. A 40. So it was neat to see that wow. and uh, just something from the, I don't know, I want to share that because it's So you're saying like three stable days in the spring, generally the third day is... It's go time. Mm -hmm. and, and even, uh, and it's, it's neat to see how opposite it is when it's not that condition. So it's almost like this. Another thing to take from that, if it's not conducive to like make it, you know, where it's a better day and you got nicer weather and things are on the up and up and the temps rise. If it goes the reverse, you may want to step out from those real shallows and not beat your head against the wall and wonder why I'm only catching small ones or why the reel's not going. It, it's probably because they're not there, mm -hmm. you know, so, so go somewhere else, even though it seems off. Try it, you know, and mm -hmm. it's, just, it's definitely worth trying. So they're moving around a lot. Yes. They're moving in and out a and lot. And typically staging close by. Yeah. If there's deep access or a creek channel or anything close by to that same good spawning ground, mm -hmm. you look around there and you, you'll, it seems like you always find something in some nice That's room. neat in the, in the early season that you were able to bounce ideas off your buddy that was working for the commission. Mm -hmm. He's like, you had a good day today, didn't you? And he's mm -hmm. got all he the, the big females yeah, in that. He knew. Yeah. You could pattern the staging, mm -hmm. and that was that's that's really cool. It kind of goes back to the uh, is one fish a pattern? You know, like if, if you're out casting not numbers water, you catch one fish on X bait. Are you going to tell your partner to go to X bait? Is is that the pattern? Are they looking for that color, that bait style, that depth? Ooh, that... That's a tricky question. <clears throat> so, yeah. but but since you can bounce it off of. Completely different style, essentially fishing. Like Todd says, those trap nets, they're fishing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they could be hot for a week, yeah. or they could put it there like, yeah, we didn't catch nothing. Like, well, this is a great lake, you know? Yeah. But now that you can do someone who's not really, you know, trying to go off, uh, well, how many fish did you catch? Well, we caught seven. No, you only caught two. Well, no, we're telling everyone we caught seven or, <laughs> or whatever. This guy's doing it for a job. His That's job right. is to catch these to be able to put more muskies back in the lake mm -hmm. and how it mimics what you're doing. So like he could say, yeah, we, we caught two little guys today in the trap net. You're like, well, we got skunk. Well, there's, there's more, there's a different approach at it. Mm -hmm. So you're actually putting it, you know, from two different independent sources, you can then verify what's actually happening on your rods yep. to what's happening on a net that has never left there for a week. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of neat when you can get that reassurance that, I mean, obviously you can put patterns to it. You can put patterns to one fish. I see guys do it. You know, I've seen guys, you know, three, four guys in a boat. One guy catches a fish. As soon as that fish is released, bait's coming off everyone else's and they're yeah. putting the same thing on. Mm -hmm. Whether it was, you know, fluke, I mean, it's so easy to. 
And a lot of times, just know where they're at. Like, if you know they're in five feet of water, or you know they're in 11 and a half feet of water, wherever you know they are, when you know they're there, then, then you usually can find something else. Like, once you know they're in either, okay, they're really shallow, they're up in the flat, they're actually laying on top of it, you'll make your adjustments with baits or run them high or keep a couple of things that you can high up over the weeds, maybe run some real short deep divers. Mm -hmm. Just keep, you know, so it's a little depth, a little more depth, but you'll mix up your own little spread to get something going if you know they're there. Once you get some kind of, that's how you get your own pattern going. But at the same time, if they're deeper, even if you're seeing them deeper, then it comes down to trusting your electronics. You start seeing some hooks there, then if you know what bait you're running, that bait you're familiar with to get in those depths, well, next thing you know, you know, eventually you put something together. And that's a lot of it, like, you know, once you find where they're at. Because yeah. that was what I learned the most with Larry. Uh, they weren't there. Yeah. When they weren't there, you think you have a magic lure? Good luck. Yeah. How many are you going to catch when there's none in there? You're probably yeah, not going to do that. too well. You know? I talk to the guys, and, you know, you hear the same stories. You talk to the guys that you talk with. Uh, a couple of years ago, this happened. When I stopped in, and they were like, just as we say, you know, they're fishing with those nets. One day, they put a net out, and it's filled with, you know, white bass and and or white perch, whatever they call them, and mm -hmm. crappies, and this and that. He said, we won't catch any muskies, and I'll go down and check that net the next the next time, and there'll be a dozen muskies, and they're all little ones. And then the the right day comes, and he said, uh, you know, I went down there, and there was. 16 or 18 fish in the net, one male, every other one of them, three of them were over 40 pounds, filled with eggs, uh, you know. That's all happened at one night at the same spot. It's They're moving in and out. It's when the stars align. Yeah. 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 That's when yeah. it's all right. It. Yeah. You know. Of course, we can't fish it there, but no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny to see, like, I guess, like, Gabe can say more from where he's at, but it changes, too. Like, in Ohio, it's funny how with the lakes, like, when he was talking about the season progression, I would say generally what for the start for ice out it's more of a it's casting right more yeah I, I would definitely say so more casting mm -hmm. than trolling mm -hmm. you're in you're trying to fish areas where it would just be too difficult to maneuver a boat around some lakes one in particular is so crowded right now you would probably be stoned to death for trying to troll yeah. through yeah. there. Really? Uh, it's, it's I've never really... But I people are, but they're catching. I mean, yeah, I, I people see, are... I see everybody running those lines and driving right by the shore, and once again, it comes back to, you know, me worrying about my equipment. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm not trolling in two feet of water. <laughs> That's <laughs> casting fish. Yeah. Salt Fork has it, so <laughs> much shallow water. Like, when I say shallow, six feet and under, yeah. big flats. You could you could do some work there, yeah. trolling, trolling it mm -hmm. early. There's a lot of cover. The water color is right. The temperature is right, and the fish are there. And they're basically unmolested right now yeah. because West Branch is on fire. Piedmont is on fire. Yeah. Those lakes are taking the majority of the fishermen right they now. Are. Yeah. You know, you'll have 40 boats out on West Branch on a Saturday, at least. Uh -oh. Sometimes more. Piedmont is, it's all musky boats in a hundred. Mm -hmm car parking lot yeah. you know 40 of them will be musky rigs and it seems like they could slow down that ice out and cast and kind of methodically pick it yeah. apart and that helps for sure mm -hmm. like i think about some of the attitudes we read and if i went with them by their trolling probably wouldn't have got her to move you know you mm -hmm. can tell sometimes by their attitude mm -hmm. and then it's like almost by the time it gets to up around closer where i live around west branch and milton by the time that ice off kind of the the pre-spawn bite there for me anyways it's a lot more trolling 
it's just because the way that water is to like go pick apart those spots it never was as good for me and it's a lot easier to troll you could troll around there and not have much to worry about and you'll find your fish and whether you're getting some small ones like i said and then mm -hmm. you step out a little bit maybe find some bigger ones but regardless you're not traveling too far off of the bank to find yeah. some depth at those lakes and uh you you put it together more trolling there but then it seems like right after that right after the spawn from all that from our lakes his like down his way southern ohio up once the spawn is over with and you get in the post spawn for us that's like one of the best bites in Ohio. it's a, it, yeah. absolutely it's, it's game time for casting you want to go out and, and cast bait of baits. any size yes. yeah they'll yeah. hammer it gliders gliders jerk baits i mean that's you really don't need a whole lot but like just you can go out with gliders and jerk baits to any one of those lakes and you can really just have a ball i mean they're great lakes you'll put together numbers a little better size some of the ones you might not have been able to find pre-spawn they kind of show up all yeah. of a sudden they're you know mm -hmm. they're out in those weeds they're hungry like yeah. they're the first weeds are it's real simple to find the spots you know and you find a spot and it's like you pull up and it looks good it, it probably is yeah you know and you start casting all of a sudden here come some of these females that haven't eaten in a while and stuff that's one of the best bites yeah, we have it really yeah. is it is and they're not afraid to show themselves i mean you will see lots some f big females that oh, yeah. especially salt work mm -hmm. i mean there are some you've seen some big ones oh yeah and they're aggressive i, I mean, saw they... some big ones on the social media coming from ohio Oh yeah, there was that hog. I, I midsummer, maybe early summer. I I I know the guy. We know the guy. I, I don't, I'm not going to name drop him, mm -hmm. but um, he comes to us all the time at the shows. Just this big, huge. He caught it trolling. I don't know if you, if I've given enough information uh, for for you guys, but it was just this big. It looked like it swallowed a, a five gallon bucket. Mm -hmm. Big belly on it. Oh, there's some, there's some big ones. I can tell you, I, when I used to, even back when I used to fish it 20-some years ago, like Lake Milton. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I had some fish. I had one do the jump, and it jumped and stuck the lure in the back of its back and oh. landed on the lure. So I brought it in backwards, but, I mean, tank. I don't think it was 50 inches, but it was <laughs> it was wide. <laughs> you know, and I had it there, right there, you know. Oh, yeah. Those were some big some big fish milton's got history so yeah something in the yes. gene pool there Mil yeah. milton's got history the genetics of that water it, it was always my favorite one to go to I don't yeah know. That, that that's literally <laughs> i could probably take a rock from my house and land really Milton. Yeah, yeah really it's in my backyard that's my yeah. closest lake and, and they had they had at one time either uh stopped stocking that or slowed down with the stocking or something they did and then they, they started doing uh, just the excess the excess, yeah. the excess was going in there and then they started doing it every other year they're trying to get a little more of a like mm -hmm. regular thing because people were like demanding it. it's like hey it's a great lake a good why lake. would you cut off a place with that much potential you mm -hmm. know so it seems like it's uh getting more and more we're seeing it more regularly they're stocking yeah. it annually now so that's pretty close natural reproduction in any of these places in um, that system though that tri lake system right there there might be that's an interesting happen. topic though because this is something that i've brought up to uh to, well one guy who's who's been at it forever in ohio grandpa elkins Ray mm -hmm. elkins we've, you know he um we've talked about it a lot and uh he says you know berlin lake in ohio is the only lake that shows actual real report of natural they haven't stopped it since like whatever i don't know it's yeah been the, the 80s, 80s. okay mm, yeah. they're still getting muskies there they're still there and what the funny thing is having the natural reproduction 
people often have wondered about because it doesn't get fished much, right? Mm -hmm. They're not saying there's a ton of them in there, but there's enough. They don't stock it, but they always show up. Guys catch some every year, but it's the least fish lake of any in Ohio that had mm -hmm. muskie, right? But the interesting thing is people talk about Milton. Now, Milton's a good lake, and you catch a lot of muskies, but a lot of them there are like subs to 36, 37 inches. All of a sudden, someone sticks a 51 inch of it's like 40 pounds. Yeah. And right. everyone, the kind of the lights are going off. It's like, where did that come from? Yeah. Now, part of, part of the musky crews that I talk to say, well, it just, you know, it wasn't shut. I'm like, yeah, it's funny. But people aren't catching a lot of 42s, 44s, 40. They had to get to that size eventually, yeah. right? So what about those coming up stages? More interesting part of that, flip another coin, is then there's the whole you throw the Berlin Dam thing into the effect when they open the gates. Every time they open the gates of Berlin, it lets all that cool water in. And, of course, like guys get them in the river and stuff. But something in my mind... No, wheels and Berlin are, are divided by a dam. A dam. Yeah. They're, they're 100 feet from each other, mm -hmm. the thickness of the dam. So when basically. they open the gates, it's coming right into the Milton River, right? It goes into Milton. You'll be in Milton, and the water temp 79 degrees, and the closer you get up to the bridges, you'll see 77, 76, 72. All, but the part for me that gets my wheel spinning, someone will op they'll open the gates of the dam. Two weeks later, someone will stick a 50-some inch in Milton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if you ask me, I always wonder, are those some of those natural reproduction fish that are making their way to Milton? It just so happens to be there's more musky fishermen fishing Milton. Yeah. So here comes this big fish. Not saying they can't grow in Milton, yeah. but it's just a thought, just to get mm -hmm. people's wheels spinning. Oh, yeah. We talk about this often. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it's a crazy thing. Like, what is that connection there? The only thing I could find, it's not like that lake's bigger. It's smaller than the other lakes. Yeah. You know, so there's nothing there. It's not real deep. I, I'm trying to think why they get so big there. Then you tie in the fact that you got a toilet that flushes every so mm -hmm. often, mm -hmm. that flushes in some natural muskies, maybe. And it's yeah. a pretty big lake, and it's the only one documented to have natural reproduction. It's deep. Yeah, yeah. And it has a it has a centuries old strain, the Mahoning River mm -hmm. strain, which is one of the areas where muskies were naturally or, you know reoccurring before. Um, before there were any dams, yeah, yeah, before yeah. there was any civilized or, 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 anything. Or fishery, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just so, a natural Ohio River drainage yeah. that was native, had native muskies in it. Yeah. So, so that's our natural reproduction as far as what we got, you know? That's yeah. it. And then. Kevin said some really neat things for guys that are like, yeah, I know we have guys of all different. Some people really into muskies, some guys are just learning. But uh, uh, that one thing Kevin said, like, you know, in the. Don't don't make the sport too awful complicated, like he's he's saying there. In that in that spring, you find that early weed growth. He said if it looks good, it's probably going to be good. That's a simple, that's a simple way to put it. Yes. It, it it doesn't matter where you go, you know. Take off and head to, you know, uh, on all these trips that we go on. That's how some people have success when you go to a new lake that you've never been to. And how do these same guys catch fish? You know, how do you go on the uh, PMTT event to somewhere you've never even been within a thousand miles of but you take that little bit of stuff hey this is early season we find some weeds there's probably fish here guess what there are there are yeah. <laughs> you know so you know and it 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 it, it goes throughout the whole the whole mm -hmm. musky world like it does you know? yeah it does yeah because when you're people that are first starting off you can get intimidated and my mind used to spin out there when I was first starting like should I where the heck should I go mm -hmm. there's weeds right here but what's happening behind me on the other 10 miles of the lake right now 
what article did I read that gonna tell me to stay or tell me to leave? Yeah. Switch baits. Oh, the wind just sh- changed. Direction. There's gonna be a fish biting right now. Oh, it switched back. Oh no, I have to the fish switch to down. this bait, that bait. All right. There's a lot of persistency in this sport. It's just persistence. There is. Kevin yeah. catches a ton of fish. We all catch a lot of fish at times. But, but you use those little things time. and you take them mm-hmm. from season to season. Mm-hmm. Those Ohio lakes. I just found this new weed growth here. I'm going to pound it a little bit. All of a sudden, there's the big females. Yep. You can and do it again the next year. There's a pretty the good chance year. it's going to be repeatable year yeah, after little, year after year. It's literally that easy. It's going to yeah. be good. It's yes. good every year. Um, I don't know. It's kind of crazy how it is. And then it's neat for us. Like a, The next change that comes that's kind of neat is it's like it goes from that hot casting bite and it's fun and, uh, not to mention I didn't throw this in there but the guys that are trolling that are like that, that can get tuned into that weed edge trolling literally on the edge trolling they're doing just fine too yeah, it just so happens yeah. to be I like to cast mm-hmm. so you can cast really do good but then it's like it goes right from that the way our weather is which is so crazy anymore it goes from you get this post spawn you get this nice weather it's not quite hot yet and you're getting them casting and jerkbaiting and guys are weed line trolling and all of a sudden you wake up the next week and it's 85 degrees yeah and then it gets like stinging hot and it's almost like you then you got to watch for the fish's well-being our next phase of fishing is basically it gets to like some night fishing mm-hmm. some summer thermocline stuff you're, you're keying in on lakes that have the thermocline and you want to be just in or maybe put one bait above or one just at the bottom of the thermocline and you see it when you turn your graph up you know you turn the sensitivity up and you can see the band and you know where the thermocline is, like without buying a Klein finder or something. Oh, yeah. And you at just, night, it's yeah, night, day. You just yeah. crank up, you crank up the sensitivity. Or if you got a 200 kilohertz, you switch it to 83. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, now you can really see it, you know. And you'll mark stuff better and everything when you're going slow and at night. And then you'll see that band, and that's what you got to key on. And like once that water gets like 75-ish and up, like it's pretty much there. And then it gets in that 80 zone. Then you're really pushing it for the fish's well-being. So it's like a limited time, but like when you're out there and it's hot like that, it's really neat to see the lake that you were just, all these reservoirs, you were just pounding these spots. Now you still might get close to some of those. You might work some humps in the edge of the humps, but it's neat to see Ohio has a pretty nice open water bite, like with bigger baits and stuff. It's oh, fun. Yeah. It, it's, it's different. So it's like there is no real bad season, I guess. You know, it's yeah. like the summer, there's a nice bite there. At all the lakes, they all got deep water. You're still following schools of shad, but you find that temperature band, and you kind of like it's really nice to know. That's there. the key. It's, it's really the there. temperature. It's not even finding no. bait necessarily. If you yeah. are, if you've got a nice open piece of water, you can fish. Yep. You put a bait at that temperature band. Mm-hmm. And it'll work at this lake if you find the temperature band. The that same lake. baits. Yeah, that, work. that pattern you could take to all. You could of them. take to all the Ohio lakes yeah. that have that. And you it's just neat. have to find that that zone because there it's always a foot or two different going from Lake X to Lake Y. You know, yeah. there's one might be at one level, one is within mm-hmm. two or three feet. Yeah, you I'm might not find, just you throw might everything find out one there, lake but. where it's ten to twelve, maybe thirteen down. But this lake, you want to be fourteen to eighteen down. Yeah. Whatever the setup of that lake is, that's where it forms. And it's like, I have one of those Klein finders, and I've dropped it down. Just stop the boat and drop it down. And when I bring it up and check it, it's neat to see. You see 80, you know, 79, 78. All of a sudden, you hit a gap, and it's like, wow. And it, the next drop in that, when you check it, it goes right down to like 71 or like 69. Like, wow. Yeah. 
drastic. And yeah. then there's that little step there, and then it goes back to gravity. Well, right in that zone, it's like when you see what that depth is, it's like, that's very really nice. Yeah. You know they're there. So that's a neat pattern that we have that maybe doesn't happen in a ton awesome. of places, mm -hmm. but like our lakes all have enough depth, and they're all the same basic setup yeah. that you can go out there and do that. Yeah, we have shad, so we have a, a suspended fishery. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to access those fish. You're not snagging like crazy. Yeah. You can get a yeah. couple more guys on the boat, get a few more rods out there, yeah. get a nice spread going, and you can really yeah. work them over. And you guys are three rods, right, in Ohio? Two. Two. Oh, just two in Ohio. Okay, you guys didn't change. Okay. Now, what's this Ohio musky log, angler log? Is that still going on? This husky musky thing. I think so. It, it is. It is. Um... Is that to like do stocking? Yes, they're trying. They want people to really take part and turn in the stuff. Even if you don't put your name, they want you to turn in your fish and where you're getting them and so forth. They want to they see. They want feedback. They want feedback of what they're doing and this management is working so they can keep convincing them to keep doing what they're doing and see the angler effort and see what's going on so that they can really make sure none of these programs get you know, delete or obsolete and they do away with them or change and put the money to something else. They want to see the money and the efforts going to good cause and they want to see the people who are actually buying licenses to musky fish yeah. of these lakes. So that was the whole point of that angler. They problem. want to see if they're putting $150,000 worth of advanced fingerlings in salt fork that someone's going and fishing and now. Yeah. And getting some quality fish too. Mm -hmm. if, if the whole MAL thing was, yeah. the whole musky angle log was nothing but 20 to 32 inches. The, you know, the light's going to go off like, well, we need to reevaluate this. Like, maybe this will be one. Maybe we should switch to this place, you know. Yeah. So, trying to check the growth and everything. Make sure it's a, a healthy, thriving fish population that's on the up and up and keep growing and see that everyone's actually I've been doing them. something a long time because even back when we were fishing it, I mean, I never, you don't get stopped by people that often. But I, numerous times, like at Milton, surveyed people would, you know, had stopped us, say, what are you fishing for? Oh, muskies, you know, have you caught any? I had these little envelopes. They wanted you to put a scale in there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they still do That's that. been done for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, they, you, 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 you put a scale yep. in there and you sent it in and then they would tell, you know, they, they figured out how big the fish was or how old it was. That's right. By looking at the scale. But, uh, yeah, numerous times I get, I've, I don't think I've ever been asked in Pennsylvania by a survey person a couple times in Canada. Mm -hmm. But Ohio definitely uh, many times they, they, that was a long time ago, but there was, it's pre-internet. You know, there wasn't a, there wasn't yeah, a quick right, yeah. way for you to be able Turn to document in, yeah. all of that information quickly. Instead, yeah. the state said, "You know, hold on to these fish and mishandle them for twenty minutes. Try and get yeah, a scale off their scale back." Off it was hard to do. Oh and, yeah, and it ended I up being yeah. Okay, I can. And there was a certain section of the fish yeah, you had to pull back from near the near the dorsal tail. Yeah. And it ended up being like you know they had their own thing. It was the Ohio Husky Musky Club, and they had their own banquet. And who won the most turning? You know, like they had a. The Dunmire Award, three huskies are over that you pulled scales from 42 inches and bigger. And then you got like anything, you got a regular plaque for any 10 or more releases in Ohio. So they had their own thing yeah. going and the old banquets were neat and a lot of people piled in there. It was a good thing, like I said, trying to just see the growth rates. And so they've always been, you know, a little concerned about that. There's always yeah. been an interest in that they really did take their part. But that uh, once the husky musky thing, kind of the scale thing went away, now it's just... Basically, that's turning musky into the angler MA. log musky is, angler is, log. is how that's, the state gets all of their that that's their what they replaced it with, yeah. so to speak, you know, and uh, and they've got those new escapement. Oh, keep going. I just oh, they've got those new escapement uh, deals that they've got below the dams. Mm -hmm. Several of the program lakes have this thing where they're they're putting pit tags in fish, mm -hmm. and uh, 
somehow this machine is measuring how many fish escape through yeah. whatever the outflow is and go mm -hmm. down through that creek. Mm -hmm. I think they've got one at uh, they've got one at Salt Fork. They've got one at Alum. Um, I think every fish being stocked has a pit tag because several okay. guys in the various chapters have these little readers mm -hmm. where they'll it's so that they can keep track of your yeah. classes. Yeah. So they got some neat things going on. You know, yeah, it's they nice do. to see what they're doing for the state. I mean, they are. They're really trying yeah. to do a lot. You guys fish the streams at all? In Ohio? Yeah. I have I have one body. that's pretty close to my house. Yeah. I mean, I could probably almost walk to it. Yeah. And I, I, I don't have a fish little it. bit, but mm, the, the ones close to my house are a little sketchy. Yeah, yeah. The area is a little sketchy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so like, I'd rather go to PA in that. But, uh, but yeah. there are some nice streams in Ohio. There are, mm -hmm. and they're definitely underfished. Oh, oh yeah. So big, yeah. That's like the yeah. understatement oh, yeah. of the year. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, there are. I mean, there's some, yeah. there's some musky There's one that's getting hammered, but there's a certain individual that's... That's broadcast sure. it quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Places or something, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it holds true in Pennsylvania. I mean, my two biggest PA fish came from a stream I can cast across that's just beneath a lake that's near my house. And yeah. I know where that fish came from. <laughs> it came, both those fish came from the lake, you know. Yeah. Uh, it happens all the time, especially when they work on the docks. Every year that I see, like, they're, they're doing a big drawdown because they're rebuilding a dock or something like I gotta hit the stream this year because yeah. it just got a stocking. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not they're not fingerlings. That's right. <laughs> and those are the years that I got to couple of the big ones. Yeah. You know, yeah. Couple of my biggest fish. It, it's funny. It's Jeez. it's funny the, the the PA thing. Um for me, like as much time as I spent fishing in PA, uh it, I used to always tell people because a lot of my buddies when I was still in like the Ohio chapters, they'd be like Man, you spend an awful lot of time paying. Like, what, what's the reason, or why are you doing that? And I said, oh, I'm just one of those people that I get bored kind of fast, and I like to see new things. I like to go to new areas. Like, but when I was doing that, it wasn't like I could get online and check the report at the PA Lakes because yeah. guess what? There isn't one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you just kind of went, and it was yeah. either bad or it was good. But you didn't go off anyone's report. You didn't mm. know. Mm. So it was neat to show up. It was like a little more. Uh, gratifying, I guess, when you go there and don't know anything, couldn't talk to anyone, don't know what baits, and, you're th and next thing you got one. It's like, that was awesome. Yeah. I just drove her, slept in the parking lot of the ramp, and woke up, next thing I got a nice musky laying in the net, mm -hmm. you know? But when people would ask me about the difference, uh, it's kind of, it's neat to see, like, I, I've heard recently PA's kind of going to this a little bit. They're going to, it sounds like they're going to try to do some of that, what Ohio was doing in a way. Because um, even Larry Hind used to tell me, like, yeah, you guys are doing a great job with the managing. And it's like, Ohio had the only so many lakes, but they could really focus on managing them. Yeah. So, like, you could have seven lakes, ten lakes, whatever it was, but they could really focus on those. And they were great. But when I tell people that would ask me, like, friends, why are you going to PA? For me, it was always, in Ohio, I always felt like you could go there in a day, give it a good day, and sometimes expect, like, three fish or more. Mm -hmm. And rarely a lot of times rarely they were like from 42 and down was more the average flip a coin go to pennsylvania for me instead it was more like most of my trips were zero to one a day on a lot of the lakes nothing or one but when i got one typically they were 42 and over so it seems like they managed their lakes better for size i don't know mm -hmm. if it was just less of them or whatever it yeah. was but I had more big fish in PA in a few years than I did in Ohio in 10, you know. Yeah. Um, but the thing was, but my catch rate, maybe what I got in those six, eight trips, I might have gotten Ohio in one. Yeah. 
yeah, or yeah. two. Mm -hmm. So that was the difference. But then Larry was even saying, problem is you got all these, any puddle of water that's got water, there was muskies going in. So they sounded like they did that thing and changed the um, size limit and the bag mm -hmm. limit. And then they're talking now about picking select lakes in a region in PA and cutting out some of the ones they're getting no report on because they did their kind of own angler log too in yeah. PA, something like that. They wanted to hear the report and then it's like now they're going to focus in on the heavy hitters most popular ones guys buy are buying their licenses for and try to manage them like a little more focused management on select lakes i'm anxious to see what that does is I there have, is there a size limit in ohio right now uh 30. i think it's it, yeah, like zero for i don't, yeah, I don't it, know yeah, remember mike would always say not even a size limit on yeah. it. I mean, I, I don't mean, think that, that's what it used to be. I, I think it's like one or that. two a day. There might be a limit on each <laughs> yeah, day. A couple days. I've never no looked at it. Yeah. Luckily, a lot of people are releasing them. Luckily, yeah. Yeah. But the accidental guys, they, they might yeah. be going on the grill. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the straw hats yeah. are oh, taking yeah. them too. But it all works out, you know. I mean, like what I said, whatever they're doing is working. But I'm anxious yeah. to see what PA does too, because I'm, I'm not. I, I still love PA. I still love fishing. Yeah, I do. The rivers and the lakes. Yeah. I I heard stories. <clears throat> this is going back at least a couple of years on the internet of people that would go fish Ohio, watch for the stalking truck to dump the muskies in, and then try to catch the fingerlings, and they keep them. I believe it. For what? I mean, I don't think yeah, they're not going to get them out of an aquarium or put them in your pond or something like that. Yeah, because, yeah. you could. Because where that fish came out of, that, that pike up there, we stocked those, those fish. Oh, really? Yeah, when I was in second grade, we bought um, 16 northern pike from Zets, mm -hmm. their a fish stocking place. Mm -hmm. And we dumped 16 in, and one of them died when we, when we put it in. And it was when I was in 10th grade when I caught that fish. So that was eight years. I mean, there was no pike in this, this lake mm -hmm. to begin with. So in eight years, it went from 16 inches to 42. That's wild. Or whatever. Wow. They, they were 12, 14 inches, you know, yeah. but we put 16 in. And that was the only adult fish that we caught. I mean, other than that, we were catching just little rinker dinks. Yeah. They could still be there. Mm -hmm. I, I have, the, you know, wanted to hook up the tractor mm -hmm. to the ranger figure a way to drag it through the woods and launch it because I caught that out of a rowboat That's pretty wild. and it was pulling the boat around <laughs> but if I could get something in there that I could stand and yeah. navigate without oars yeah. and have some electronics because other than that I just had a cheap put a couple batteries in fish finder and I mm -hmm. go I didn't think it was 13 feet deep here oh it's only 4 foot here I thought it was 8 yeah. you, know, you, you don't know right? and it's it might be 10 acres it might be five six acres it's, it's tough to really gauge yeah. the size but um i don't even know where i'm going with that but it was good though I liked yeah it. yeah, yeah it i like it <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> it's cool. you know yes. I, I i think other than like what where we left off was what we're talking about summer like this the midsummer yeah. mm -hmm. and then after that there's pretty much obviously the last two patterns that we get at home that we see it goes back to i call there's two months that are as close to identical as you can get in ohio reservoirs and it's may and september September goes back to May. You go back to the weeds. Whether they draw the lakes down or not, the casting bike gets phenomenal in September sometimes. It's amazing. About the only difference in September to May, I find, is maybe the trolling is a little less. It's more, even more so focused on the casting. And I don't know if it's because the drawdowns or what. And, mm -hmm. and the spots, like the weeds are really thick. And like they're just flourish those spots yeah. but september's another big time cast a month for home and, and pretty much all over the state now oh yeah september's great right i mean I would it's say. great at leesville it's great at piedmont it's great at salt fork it's great at west, west branch. branch yep 
It's, I mean, it, I haven't fished a lot of clear fork and, no. and alum. I've been to sure alum once too. a long time ago, but yeah. those, the lakes that, the program lakes that we fish, they're all good. They're really all good. Caesars Creek, those guys are knocking them dead mm-hmm. casting all year long. Yeah. Then our very last bite to wrap it up for the Ohio yeah. basically season. Last thing we got is just the end of the season there. We get up till ice up, which a lot of times we get to push it a little later. So sometimes we get a little extension in the season. You could push it up to almost Christmas sometimes. And uh, all, all of our lakes at that time, you just basically find schools of shad. A lot of times you're snagging them and everything else. But you control some pretty big baits, like, you know, 10-inch stuff even, 10, 11, 12-inch stuff, and stand out in the crowd a little bit. But you're just following schools of threadfin and gizzard shad, whether you're up in shallow ends and it's muddy and you're trolling the old creek channels and stuff, or even out deep and catch some that way. But that's like our last bite we get is trolling bigger stuff, and slowing down the speed. And, uh, and some a nice fish fair amount of guys also are jigging at that time. Mm-hmm. Some guys will find those schools of bait fish, they'll jig, yep. and other guys will cast like a bulldog-type yeah. lure into those ba- A guy so caught a giant at Leesville, I don't remember how many years How many years ago was Probably that. that, that he was a younger guy, he's uh, doing a little bit of bait making now, but it was a 52 and a half. Yeah. It no, was a whale of yeah, a well. fish just... Casting out in open water near the dam at Leesville in December, I think it was, or January. That's like a newer bite you're seeing too. Yeah, more guys casting and jigging. Yeah, Bondies yeah. and fuzzy does it. Pretty. There's neat a ton of that it. going on right now. There is. So yeah, that's pretty much it for the. Yeah. I mean, you still got a chance at yeah. Our lakes, you can get a 50 incher. It's not like that you can't. I mean, I have got I've you know I've got some high 40s and I got a 50 at West Branch years ago, and like you still get some high 40s at times. Actually, I got one right at the end of the season this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like they're still there, but when you get one there, we've talked about this before, when you get a big fish in Ohio, or PA for that matter, something 48-ish and up, you really get another sense of that accomplishment again. Mm-hmm. Because I tell people, like, you don't understand, though. Here, it means a ton. It's a huge yeah. deal. Yeah. It's, yeah. The fish you get is only, in re- it's relative to where you're fishing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I even feel that way at Chautauqua. You yes. know, so many fish. That's right. Four footers don't come that often. They you know? don't. Right. <laughs> no. And when they do, it is it's it's a neat it's a neat thing. It is. And all this stuff. I mean, the the one thing uh, Kevin said at the beginning. I mean, we talk about that musky ink log quite often. You know, they where else can you look at a registered three hundred and seventy thousand fish now? I believe they have all this registered throughout the whole country. And uh, Ohio's got four or five lakes, I believe, in the top. 10 or 12? Yes. It's, in, it's insane. They do. Yeah. yeah. Leesville has to be way so, up. Yeah, they're, they're right up there. The there. first U.S. body of water mm-hmm. on the list is Chautauqua Lake. Yeah. It is. It goes St. Clair, uh, Lake Lewood, St. Clair, then Unknown, and then Chautauqua. And then the it's followed by these. Ohio. Yeah. 3,000 acres and 2,000 acres. That's, that, that, that's incredible. It is. You know, so the fishery's real. Yes. It, <laughs> it, it really is. is. It's, we're very blessed to have And it's on the up that. and up, so yeah. it's getting yeah. better. So yeah. And if you listen to this podcast, you got a pretty good blueprint of where to start <laughs> from season cool. to what season. What lakes to go to. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Now, what, what boats are you guys fishing on so everyone can follow you? <laughs> Wait a minute. We didn't give too much info. <laughs> no. You raised no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to keep. It. Kevin's got... You, you like two boats now, right? I sold the Lund. I have you that Skeeter, and then I got the yeah. Starcraft. Starcraft. I, I never recognize him in the Starcraft, unless I can actually see him, because I was used to the Lund. Yeah. I, I can recognize him by his coat. When your wife waved me, I went, 
He got a boat. That's why I didn't see it a lot. What, yeah. ski, what skeeter is that? Is it a it's full a, walkthrough? It's a, no, it's just a, it's a MX-1825 side console. Mm-hmm. That's like a dark gray and red. You've mm-hmm. seen me out there yeah. too then, right? Yeah. yeah. I've seen you all zipped up. It's real nice. Yeah. I was super jealous. I love that. I'm like, oh my god, that's really nice right now. I don't have any anything to protect me. I love yet. I love that boat. That's the first glass boat I've ever owned. But yeah. I love it. I really got used to it quick and all this babying stuff. It's not. If you're gonna sell it, maybe you gotta really like buff it out and like get some of the scratch out and stuff. But like, I don't even think about it. I treat it yeah. just like my other boat. You're I do. fishing. Yeah. Yeah. How's the ride compared to? Uh, a lot softer. It's a softer ride, like in waves. And the the biggest thing I find, uh, as a caster, it drifts half again as slow as an aluminum boat. So when you set up and it's windy, it's like it just blows right over. I noticed that the first time I brought it to the course, this guy was pulling up to me in a Lund, uh, I don't remember which model, but he was drifting. I was like, I can't believe this. And we, it, it took. he came back yeah. and ran up again, and I was only halfway through the spot. Yeah. Wow. Biggest thing I noticed, then when you troll, the control, it's a lot like when you're steering and stuff, it holds a course a little better, maybe. Mm-hmm. I find myself not fighting the wheel as much. Mm-hmm. Waves and stuff, the height's not real high. I mean, it handles the waves nice, but if you're cutting sideways and there's wind blowing, you're going to get spray. Yeah. That's how the only thing is. But overall, all in all, it's very stable. It doesn't really move around. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. That's nice. it. I mean, we could just keep What are you fish hunting? <laughs> I've got a 2025 Pro V mm-hmm. side console, and I... Got uh, the same, basically the same canvas setup as Kevin has. I went when I got mine done at Conneautville. I said, I want what Kevin's got. Mm-hmm. And I tweaked it a little bit. I've got some. My boat's kind of set up for a lot night fishing and open water fishing. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. It's sweet. Yeah, it's it's nasty now. It is. Lights everywhere. I mean, it's nice. Oh yeah. I've got a pretty elaborate electrical system. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Um, autopilot. Uh-huh. Um, oh, the autopilot's awesome. A 10-inch yeah, screen, a 12-inch yeah. screen. It's, it's, it's over the top, let's put yeah. it that way. But it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. There's certain things you buy for your boat eventually that, like, sometimes you hem-haw around. Some that you bought, because, like, I get caught up in that. Like, I'm like, this year I'm going to do this. Some things you buy weren't necessary, and there's been some things I've bought oh, yeah. that were the best things I've ever bought. Trim tabs. One of the best things I've ever bought. Uh, the autopilot. Autopilot is it, it's a game, game changer. changer. It, it is. It it's is ridiculous. ridiculous. To not have to worry about who you got in the boat and just be able to hit auto and go set your lines and literally not worry about anything other than your planer board jumping up over the buoy, like watching <laughs> a little bit. Other than watching, that's it. But it's like, it's amazing. And the trim tabs, one last start with money. One, the first time I ran in, I was salmon fishing. I took my Starcraft out of Lake Ontario and it was time to run in and it was bumpy. And I just put the throttle down to the floor. And he's like, Kev, he's like, why aren't we bouncing? He's like, why does it feel like my guts are going to pop out? I was like, oh, I got the trim tabs. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, I got the auto tab. It just kind of like adjusts for whatever the weather's doing. He's like, okay. He's like, what are those? I was like, Bennett tabs. And I hear him, he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm one of my boats. He's telling him the size of his boat before we're in. Really? Yeah, he ordered Bennett tabs from Lake Ontario. He called him and got him because it is, if you're out there a lot. You know, yeah. if you go once in a while, you're not on any kind of big water. But even like Chautauqua, Chautauqua gets a little lumpy sometimes. Oh, yeah. It does. And sometimes running in, like busy weekend, holiday weekend, boats everywhere, you can still get after it. And it, does, it doesn't let you do like the hop. It doesn't let you go yeah. way up. It just keeps, you'll feel like little So some of those things you buy... 
Tabs and Autopilot, to me, the best recent years. Electric planer reels. Ridiculous. That's another thing that I've found to be if You're using boards a lot. Wonderful. Yeah. And I use big boards a lot. Yeah. Probably in places I shouldn't use them. Yeah. <laughs> but I really, I really like those, too. Yeah. I so. used big boards in Connie and Lake probably five, six years, years ago. It was a mess. It was a mess. We were fishing just a $5 fishing tournament. Yeah. And we're like, we're going to catch a big one and... I took my, I had my Crestliner at the time, a 2050 sport fish, and we set it out, and everyone's like, what's those, you know, and, and jet skis zipping around, and there's that mid-lake hump, oh, yeah. and I couldn't find, like, where's it at, where's it at? Oh, your board whole, found it. Oh, just oh, ripped yeah. the whole side off, I'm like, this is a bad idea, why did I do oh, that? Oh, yeah. That ski jump spot or whatever, that'll, that'll. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. mortal find that That's real nice. Control. Oh, yeah, it is. That's it a was, tricky lake for a small yeah. lake. Yeah. yeah. But, well, and then you throw anchor ropes into oh, it. God. Pennsylvania yeah, has yeah. the highest population of anchor ropes <laughs> I have ever seen. Kinzu. Kinzu yeah. is really oh, wow. ridiculous. People in Pennsylvania don't always remember to <laughs> the simple things like tie the rope. Yeah. yeah. The anchor over yeah. Or it gets stuck on a tree and they like, we'll just pull it out and it breaks off their boat. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I discovered a nice anchor rope in Pennsylvania. It cost me a almost brand new Red Bar Perch Kowalski oh, over yeah. the summer at night <laughs> with big boards out. Oh, that's fun. It was a mess. For a minute there, you thought you had a big one. Yeah. Well, our friend was out there also, and he was trolling, and he's like, I keep getting these hits out here. This is a lake that is known for silence of the reels. <laughs> like you get one in three or four days, you're doing something, but it's probably going to be a yeah, special yeah, fish. Yeah. He's out in the mouth of this bay, and he's like, I just got another hit. I'm like, I'm thinking that, uh, and this was in the middle of the night, so it's probably not a pike. They seem to be a little less active at night. And uh, we go out there, and I just have one pour. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's the worst. When you feel that, like, rubber band yeah, yeah. feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. To and I got a board that. 80 feet off this side, a board 80 oh, feet yeah, off this side. Rough. What? The life we live. It is. It is. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a lot, man. That was a great yeah. uh, That was a musky awesome, talk. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having us. Was yeah, fun. this was a great time. I'm glad we made the trip. I was. Absolutely. Yeah, we might have time for another, but we, we don't know yet. Um, but we'd like to thank Boss Shad, Ravenna, Ohio, Mark's Bait Tackle Ammo. I got the thumbs up from Vance. I said it right. And uh, the world's largest... Shed dealer, other than Paul himself, but he doesn't—he doesn't have an online store like. Well, no, he does have an online store, but he doesn't have the brick and mortar store like Mark's. Mm -hmm. So uh, check them out: Boshshed.net, St. Croix Rods, Best on Earth, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, Fat Easy Muskie Products. I think that's all of it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks all for right. listening.